Are you All ready? right. I was going to say, are you ready, Mitch? <laughs> I was weird. I pressed it. It took a second. And I was like, <laughs> the roadcast, like, it's been three months. We haven't been used. It's been ages. Woo! I was going to be louder, but I was like, no, nah, I don't want to blow people's eardrums out. Because <laughs> they're like, is it on? <laughs> You saw me like inhale for it. (laughs) Hello, welcome to Entertain This, a podcast about movies, TV shows, and video games in the year of our Lord 2024. My name is Tom. With me, I have Mitch. And we still don't have the crickets noise. Yeah, we need to sub one of these. We could sub out the Santa button. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that until for the next 11 months. Yeah. Maybe Hayden will be back. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be a while. Yes, our our dear third co-host, Hayden, he's off gallivanting somewhere Yeah, he's, for a very extended period of time. Yeah. He didn't want to just quit the podcast. He wanted to leave the country. This way we couldn't drag him here or make him feel guilty about yeah. not being here. He physically left the country to get away. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no more entertain this. I don't like you two anymore. So, well, I guess we'll... Uh, We'll talk to him later. We'll, we'll catch up with him at some point. We might have him like on Zoom or something. Or on, he might call one of us on a telephone <laughs> if they have pay phones. Where he is. I don't know. Or a cellular service. Yeah, that's might be iffy. It might be iffy. He's living in a cave somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the. He's got. He's like, like little stick people <laughs> around the campfire. And he's like. So he's like. Anyway, we were playing this game. Right, and it was made by these people, and it sucked. <laughs> He's doing entertainment in a cave. <laughs> He's got his little squirrels sitting around him. <laughs> Shut up, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we dive in to this episode, social media. Mitchell. Well, you can go to entertainthispodcast.com, which will take you to our Facebook group and page. You also go to our Twitter, which is at this entertain, our Instagram, which is entertain.this, and our YouTube and TikTok, which is entertain this exclamation point. Yes, you can go and do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We hope you enjoyed our end-of-the-year review episode, our compilation. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy you uh, went with my two suggestions <laughs> to open it with Hayden just going, Oh, hell no, Ricky! And then ending it with, God! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was editing. Those it. were the only two from that episode that made it <laughs> on there. I was, I was like, I thought there was a substantial amount of content yeah. out of that one episode that Hayden was visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So no, some some of them are a little cringy. <laughs> oh, you should have put it at the end where he's like, "All right, Mitch, just cut that whole bit, all thirty six minutes," because the episode was like thirty six minutes. Yeah, and just had that. Yeah, that would have been a little uh, little much. I uh, unfortunately I messed up on the end there. Double played one thing. Oh, because I was sitting there making I something didn't to eat. It. I was sitting there making something to eat, and then I heard it. So I was like, "Didn't I just hear this bit?" And I'm like looking at my phone. I'm like, "Did I touch my phone?" It like backed up, and I'm like. No, no, we're listening to this twice. <laughs> My no, bad. I'm like, it's still a funny little segment. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I forgot about that entire, I mean, I forget normally <laughs> what we talked about in the beginning of a show by the time we get to the end of it. Well, yeah, you know, <clears throat> well, there was a lot that went on last year, so we did. I had some fun with it. You did. You did have fun. I can tell you had fun. And you even did the whoosh, like transition noises. <laughs> yeah, it was like, <laughs> I took it from the uh, the Power Rangers <laughs> where they teleport away. It goes, whoosh, so I'll use that. I, I, know, I knew what you were doing. <laughs> I knew what you were doing. Hayden, I don't think, realized it because he didn't watch Power Rangers. Yeah. And if he did, he tried to block it out of his memory anyway <laughs> by stabbing himself in the temple with a fork. 
anyway. Funny you mentioned it. <laughs> so uh, this is a shout out to Hayden because he loves it when we just when me and Mitch devolve into talking what we really want to talk about, which is Lord of the Rings, Power Rangers, and wrestling. Yep. And so far, we've talked about Power Rangers. Yep. We're about to talk about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll mix wrestling in there somehow. <laughs> somehow wrestling will happen. Uh, Mitch had an idea for an episode, which is what we're about to do. Um, basically, how like we had been doing like with Halloween during that time with like The Shining, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Where we went almost by like a scene by scene, but I'm, we're not gonna do. I'm not gonna do a total scene by scene of Fellowship of the Ring because we'll be here for a while. <laughs> but with you know only two of us, it makes it harder to do a trivia competition. So mm-hmm. we're, our our formula is gonna ch- kind of change a little bit for the year. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll still do some trivia every now and then, but uh, it's a little harder to do when you only have one competitor. <laughs> it's like if I lose, like what happens? It's like <laughs> so you, you punish yourself. <laughs> Go outside and punish yourself. <laughs> Choke yourself with your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Not with your hand, my hand. But, um, yeah, so in this episode, we're going to review Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship. Tom's going to take us through his uh, extensive knowledge of the film. Uh, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's extensive. Well, your your knowledge of Tolkien in general. I know more than the average bear. You, you know a lot more than I do. <laughs> I know their movies. <laughs> And they, that they were based on books. Oh, gee, thanks. I'm, I'm glad we, <laughs> we've discussed that now. Anyways, go ahead. Let's start us off with uh, how it goes. Well, I mean, the first uh, words you hear in the movie are Elvish. You hear the the voiceover of Galadriel played by Kate Blanchett. They're like, kind of talking through, like, you know, oh, once that once was, you know, was now lost. You know, very, like, wispy cinematic mm-hmm. to do. And it kind of gives you, like, the... Uh, I guess it sets a backdrop because you're introduced to the ring, Sauron, the last alliance of men and elves. And all that part at the beginning, that's all from the first or second age? That's at the very end of the second age. Very end of the second. And then how far, because you have the Hobbit movies, how far from the Hobbit movies is this, like, forwards? Oh, like, over, like, two and a half thousand years. From the end of the Hobbit movie? Oh, no, 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 not from the end of the Hobbit movie. Uh, Let's see, 77 years. Okay. If you go by the book. Okay. So, you know, I mean, yeah. Because they go on their adventure. 60 years later is Bilbo's birthday party Mm -hmm. where he gives the ring to Frodo. Frodo stays in the Shire for 17 years. Oh, before he leaves? Before he actually leaves. Oh, so they just kind of skip all that. (laughs) Yeah, because 17 years of him (laughs) just hobbiting around. Because, like, in the... On Bill's 111th birthday, Frodo turns 33, Mm -hmm. which is, like turning 18 to hobbits okay where it's like oh you're a man now even though you've spent the last 33 years <laughs> just sitting in fields farming drinking and smoking pipe weed okay with your boys and then 17 years later is when he actually sets out to rivendell with the ring as opposed to the movie where it looks like it's like a week <laughs> it's, it's basically a long weekend like he gets it and then gandalf comes back and goes we gotta get out of here yeah <laughs> things are going terribly and then gandalf he's because he's what they call a Maiar, mm-hmm. he's been around for, what, thousands of years? Almost time immeasurable. Oh, so, so, so since the beginning, pretty mm-hmm. much. Okay. I mean, I hate the Rings of Power, but the dude that plays Sauron, who's not Sauron, that we all know is Sauron. Mm-hmm. And I was right at the end of the series where it was just like, oh, he is Sauron. It's like, wow, no one would have thought that. <laughs> but everybody. But he's like, where he tells her that he's like, I've been awake since the, before the breaking of the first silence. Okay. Like, that's roughly how old Gandalf would be, because okay. they're both Maiar. Now, how come he, I mean, I know he's that old, but why doesn't he, he doesn't seem like he 
is that old. Like he's of Gandalf. Yeah, he doesn't act like he's got that kind of knowledge. Well, he has a a lot of lot lot of knowledge. I don't know. He just doesn't. So when it. hang on, we'll get to the wizards in a second. So they show you know the very end of the second age with the last alliance. Mm-hmm. Now the siege of Barad-dûr and their assault into Mordor that was seven years. Okay. Of laying siege to Barad-dûr, which is Sauron's fortress. Okay. Seven years. And actually, dwarves did fight in that. They don't show it. Okay. Um, you seal and deal. Now, was this all in Rings of Power? No, this is Fellowship. Concentrating on Fellowship. Oh, you're talking about at the very beginning where they showed the... Yeah, the ba- in the, the books, that, that's a seven-year event. Gotcha. Of them, like, storming the Black Gates, mm-hmm. fighting their way into Mordor, and then besieging um, Sauron's Tower. Okay. So, during that, Anarion, which is Isildur's brother, is killed mm-hmm. during the siege. Sauron eventually exits his tower after seven years of being like, all right, I guess I'll handle this one myself. <laughs> he, I mean, they show Gilgalad briefly. Mm-hmm. The only reason you know it's Gilgalad is if, like, you saw, like, the extendeds where, like, oh, yeah, he was going to have, like, a different scene. The actor is, like, he's playing Gilgalad. Mm-hmm. He has the spear that Gilgalad's famous for. He dies along with Elendil, but they actually brought Sauron down at the same time mm-hmm. in a tag team. Okay. Like in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole like Sauron like he burned uh, Gilgalad to death uh-huh. like he literally just grabbed him by the throat lifted him off the ground and like incinerated him okay which probably would have been really cool to watch <laughs> also horrifying <laughs> uh, he does kill Lendil but they struck Sauron down at the same time okay. they didn't kill him and then Isildur who takes up the broken sword cuts the ring off Sauron's hand while he's still laying on the ground Oh, and that, so it's not as like climactic as like Sauron going because everybody like why it's like oh why'd Sauron go to grab a sealed door with his hand it's like cause he was going to pick him up and light him on fire yeah. and incinerate him like he did the guild like he just did it to like the high king of the elves mm-hmm. or the last high king of the Noldor in Middle Earth like he wasn't expecting his hand to get sliced off. Well, that was one of the questions I had that I was going to ask you later was uh <clears throat> what exactly like because Sauron gets his finger cut off and he just like explodes so like because he was separated from the ring. I mean that's the only thing that kept him alive. No, he's still alive. He can't die. But I mean, even in the end of the even at the end of Return of the King, when they destroy the ring, they don't kill him outright. He's still alive. So I mean, how how do you beat him then? Because when he made the ring, he put so much of his own life force into it mm-hmm. that if he lost it, he was basically crippled because of it. Okay. So even when he loses the ring, it takes like two thousand years almost for him to rebuild enough of his own forces mm-hmm. and power. To be able to re-manifest himself in a physical form. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to wonder. I was like, you know, <clears throat> they cut his finger off and he like explodes. So how does he still stay alive? But, mm-hmm. I okay. mean, if he had the ring, it would have been way quicker. Okay. Because when during the fall of Numenor, his fair form body is destroyed when Numenor is swallowed by the ocean. Mm-hmm. He still has the ring, and he can no longer take fair form because it was outright destroyed. But he can still rebuild himself. It took a while, but even okay. with the, with the ring, it was a much faster process. Okay. And then he was all cool and armored and spiky. So he basically just can't die. Like he's kind of like uh, when. Uh, yeah, he basically just becomes like a vengeful, like almost spirit-like person. Well, kind of like Gandalf. Like he dies, you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote, and then he comes back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Gandalf was sent back. Well, because he was the yeah. only one of the five wizards sent to Middle Earth who actually was trying to do the mission that they were sent to do in the first place. But I'm saying like he was main questing, and they were like, "You need to finish the main quest for the achievement." Okay. Everybody else effed off, stopped playing, went AFK, <laughs> and like you know, got caught up in side quests. Okay. Okay, yeah, I was just wondering. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, so, Frodo gets the ring. Well, 
Isildur takes the ring, uh-huh. and you see him briefly with it, and you know he's ambushed by orcs, mm-hmm. killed, because the ring grew on his hand to slide off. Yeah, the I, ring is sentient. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing it like grow and fall off, and then it'll shrink. It'll yeah, fit it'll, wearing yeah, it. like even when the Isildur takes it, it's Sauron's size, and then it slowly, yeah. you see it go, mm-hmm. to fit Isildur's hand. Yeah. But, I mean, the ring immediately was starting to corrupt him. Okay. Which is why when he gets to Mount, like, he had the ring for, like, maybe an hour <laughs> when he's, like, standing there at the pit of doom. It could have ended it all right there. Yeah. I mean, Elrond really just could have Spartan kicked him. Because <laughs> once that thing exploded, he'd be like, oh, Silver got hit by, like, a falling rock, knocked him out. There's nothing I could do. Well, that's another thing. I was like, why didn't Elrond, he <clears throat> like, had the this opportunity. Sparta kick him? Yeah, well, I mean, you're an elf. He's, an, he's a human. Just take it from him. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Let's not get bogged down on Ood. <laughs> he could have just taken it from him and killed him. He could have. Or not killed him, but like thrown it in the in the water in the the, the fires in the crack of doom. Yeah, which is typically what you call your butt. <laughs> <laughs> the crack of doom awakens. <laughs> I just kind of I don't know. I was like, why? Why would he not just take mm-hmm. it from him and get rid of it there? It's so Isildur takes it, <laughs> loses the battle of the Gladen Fields. He's killed. Mm-hmm. Um, the ring floats down the Anduin River, where it's found by Deagle, who's Gollum's cousin. Or Smeagol. Yeah, Smeagol. He finds it. Gollum sees it, and the ring immediately is like, yo, what's up? Hey, girl. (laughs) So he loses it. He kills him, takes it, and then he's eventually, he realizes it because he goes back in the town with the ring on Mm -hmm. that no one can see him. It turns him invisible. Okay. So he's immediately poisoned with it, and he just, like, runs him up killing and stealing and being a 'er ne'er-do-well and a hoodlum. Okay, so he can can interact with the, the real world when he's wearing the ring. Yeah, he can still touch stuff, do stuff. So, what is it like? He's just, just like invisible. Another, okay, so you just make him invisible. I wasn't sure if it's like another realm because, like, you can see the ring. Yeah, it's later. The, they call it like the shadow. Okay. Realm, which I mean, sounds really cool. Yeah, he's in the shadow. Like the wraiths exist in the shadow realm. Okay. Because they have nine rings of power, but their constant use made them invisible. Mm-hmm. That's why they got the cloaks on so they could actually be seen. Yeah. Instead of just. I mean, it'd be much more horrifying just to see a sword running at you, <laughs> or not running—a sword just floating at, aggressively yeah. in your direction. You don't know who's got what. What's going? <laughs> is it a person? Is it a ring wraith? Is it the wind? Mm-hmm. Is it a really light sword on a breeze? <laughs> so he takes it, and then he stays in the Misty Mountains for two and a half thousand years. Two and a half thousand years. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Until the events of The Hobbit, where in the Misty Mountains in Goblin Town, Bilbo gets separated, finds Gollum. Or he finds the ring first because the ring abandons Gollum because it's like, all right, it's between have that. I'm tired of being in this freaking cave <laughs> just to be picked up by Bilbo. Mm-hmm. And then Bilbo and, escapes and, with the ring and has it. And then in Bilbo, he finds it in the Hobbit movie, right? 
Yes. Okay. Was that the end of the Hobbit movies? No, he finds it in the first one. Oh, he does? Okay. I was thinking it was later. Yeah, he finds it in Unexpected Journey. Okay. And then he was like about to reveal it, but didn't. At the end? Yeah, the Gandalf movie. knew Bilbo had the ring. Mm-hmm. Not the one ring, but it had the ring yeah. for like decades. He was aware that it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's and that's another thing. Like, because I guess it, Gandalf could be corrupted by it too. Oh yeah, if like the more powerful the person is, I mean, the ring will corrupt you eventually. Okay. The also, only person it won't is Sauron because the ring is in him anyway. What's all I was wondering is like with him being so powerful, when Frodo offers it to him, he's like, no, he doesn't even want to touch it. He doesn't yeah. want to look at it. He's just like, no. Yeah. Because he knows that if he suscept- was susceptible to the powers of the ring. That would be an entirely new set of issues. <laughs> okay. That'd be like him getting like plus 50 stats <laughs> to everything. Okay. And Gandalf was already overpowered when he came back as Gandalf the White anyway. So. Yeah. So <clears throat> you have Gandalf and then he's, our Frodo and Sam are, you know, he tells them to go on their adventure to return the ring. Mm-hmm. And or Well, originally the in the down. book, what they do, um, Frodo buys a house at the, like the end of like at the end of like Buckland, mm-hmm. which is in the Shire, somewhere on the map behind me. <laughs> Consult the map, Mitchell. So he sells Back End mm-hmm. to the Sackville Bagginses, who are his like angry old like relatives from Bilbo's side who hate him mm-hmm. because they wanted Back End for like ever, but Bilbo wouldn't die because <laughs> he had the ring. They didn't know that, but so he leaves, goes to Crick Hollow. And then they find out that, like, oh, Gandalf had this message you were supposed to have left by this time. And it's like, all right, that was like a month ago. (laughs) So then they have to leave because by that point, Sauron already had found Gollum, Mm -hmm. interrogated and tortured him. (laughs) Just to hear two words, Shire, Shire, Baggins. It's like all we need. (laughs) Sends out the ring race. How did they capture Gollum? I I forget. I mean, because I don't think in the movie it explains. No, they don't explain it. And... I th- don't remember how they said they caught him. I don't know if he was caught by orcs or if the ring rates like hunted him down and drug him back. Okay. Like they went after him like bounty hunters. Okay. But he <laughs> ends up getting reinterrogated. Like he like is let go mm-hmm. to go back into the world. I don't know why someone just did not write kill him, but hey, I didn't write the book. <laughs> Aragorn captures him in the dead marshes and brings him back to Mirkwood where Gandalf interrogates him, learns more about Gollum's backstory because he says in the Fellowship where it's like, you know, the whole, like, you know, oh, he lived here. He's one of, like, the whatever river hobbits, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But then he learns that Gollum gave up Shire Baggins, so he has to hightail it back to warn Frodo mm-hmm. while he's off on his other mission to figure out about the ring when he goes, to, when you see him go to Minas Tirith. Okay. And he finds, like, the Lost Scrolls for, like, a sealed door where he, like, wrote out, like, what the ring said in flames. <laughs> Not what it actually says, yeah. but, like, you know, like, the effects is, like, you know, I have it, but I, I buy by great pain. Like, just possessing it hurts. Well, so, you got the, the race start coming after Frodo and Sam. Well, Frodo, mostly, but. They just want Frodo. <laughs> they start coming after them. What are the wraiths? Like, the race re- used to be men. But, like, how do they get the way they are? The rings. The rings, the, they have the nine rings of power. So they were the original... Uh, there's 20 rings of power. But they there's were, 20 rings of power. There's a lot of lesser rings, but those don't really matter. But they were the nine men that originally yeah. got... Okay. So they've been alive for over a thousand years. Okay. 
well, the constant use of the ring. Like, the rings, when they were mortal, gave them, like, you know, they could turn invisible. It enhanced, like, their, like, prowess in battle, speech. They became great men okay. in their own rights. But they consistently lived under the will and shadow of Sauron. They just didn't know it at the, at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Until it slowly drove them okay. into his will. Well, that's what I was going to wonder. I was like, how did they just... Because I, I thought they were the nine men that had mm-hmm. the rings. I was like, mm-hmm. how did they become evil? It's the ice machine. <laughs> I heard it. I was like, what is that? I was like, oh, it's the ice. Because <laughs> there's the nine for men, three for the elves, which when Sauron made the one and put it on, the elves who had their rings on immediately knew and, and, how does and the, took them off. How does the one ring control all the others? The will of Sauron. Just just because he made it? or mm-hmm. Did he make all the rings? No. No? Well, then how, did, how come his one ring... Because it was all used the, the same way. He taught them how to make them. Oh, he taught them how to make the other rings. He Yeah, he taught Celebrimbor how to make rings of power. Ah. And then he made the master, you know, the universal remote. Okay. <laughs> on his own. Well, that's what In I was a way to like kind of like dumb it down. But. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, how does his ring control all the other ones? Because I thought they were mm-hmm. made by somebody else, but he, I didn't mm-hmm. realize he had taught them how to make them. Because I think he helped. With, he made the ones for the dwarves. And the nine, but he didn't personally have a hand in creating the three elven rings. Okay. Just wondering. Like I said, have some questions I had to ask you. (laughs) So then Frodo, Sam, who get Merry and Pippin, which Merry and Pippin, they came into the story in a little bit of a different way. Okay. In the books where they all knew each other as friends. Mm -hmm. And they, they didn't bump into each other. Yeah, but they knew when, when Frodo was leaving to go to Crick Hall that it was just like a ruse to get him out of the Shire, mm-hmm. and all of them were like, they were in on like, no, we'll take you the whole way. Like, we got you. Okay, we got you, fam. <laughs> They're not like as stupid mm-hmm. in the books. Okay. <laughs> oh, especially well, Pippin kind of is, <laughs> but Pippin also has like a lot of great moments in the books too. And don't make it into the movies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, most people just remember him like turning the arrow and the skeleton on the well, <laughs> and alerting all of the goblins and orcs, and killing Gandalf. Basically, oh, what well, he did yeah. led to the Balrog waking up, figuring out they were there. Gandalf dying. Yeah. So he kind of he had to take that one. <laughs> that there was like like nah that that was that was you. Well, before we get there, they they go to the prance and pony. Well, they fight their way. They meet Farmer Maggot. Mm-hmm. Who plays a bit more of a backstory? He takes them to the Brandywine Bridge. Okay, and they because the Ringwraiths came to his farm yeah. looking for him, or looking for Frodo, or like where he lived. And he was like, "Get out of here, you know, you big people." Now, I have to ask you: the, the Ringwraiths they can sense the ring, right? Yeah, they can sense the. How is it? The- I don't think it's that kind of sense. Like, uh, it's not like you know UAV online. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask. I was like. How is it they, that Frodo hid underneath one of them <laughs> as he leaned over this ledge and couldn't sense that he was? Well, right I mean, there. the ring, he knew the ring was around, uh-huh. but it wasn't like maybe right under there. <laughs> well, I was just wondering, I was like, if, if he can sense, like, how, how did he not know it was that close? Mm-hmm. But okay, I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you know, wall, wall, uh, wall, uh, wall hacks, wall hacks. <laughs> <laughs> He's walling, hacker. So then they go through, they make it to the Brainwine Bridge, they make it through to Bree, mm. where they meet Aragorn. And then it's that point that you find out that, oh, Gandalf hasn't been here Now, did yet. Aragorn know they were coming, or did he just happen yes. to be there? Yes. Okay. Aragorn knew that they were coming. Okay. Aragorn was just waiting for him. Well, I was wondering, like, did he just happen to be in the same no, spot? No, because 
Gandalf and Aragorn have known each other prior to all this. Okay. And actually, Gandalf had Aragorn and the re- remaining ranges of the north. Like, they actually formed, like, the borders okay. of the Shire to protect it. Gotcha. So they were, like, on guard duty. Okay. And then Gandalf at this time is, he goes and talks. He's to imprisoned the... in Isengard. Well, like, what made Saruman become bad? Like, what? Well, Saruman just... had been bad since The Hobbit. But, like, I mean, what, what corrupted him? Like The was... ring. But he didn't have the ring. I know. He became fascinated, obsessed with it, and then when he found the uh, Palantir, he slowly started. Like Sauron okay. didn't reveal himself, but was guiding him into. Okay, so when he found the Palantir, mm-hmm. that's when he started. Okay, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out because, like, during like the events of the Hobbit and on, like the ring, like the reason like they didn't attack Sauron immediately in Dol Guldur mm-hmm. was because Sauron was searching for the ring. Okay, where Isildur was killed. Okay, and like sending like. You know, he was out looking for it himself. Well, I was just wondering, like, because if he was Gandalf's friend, like, how did he just all of a sudden... Well, their relationship was strained from when they got to Middle-earth. Okay. Because Círdan had the ring Narya, which is one of the three elven rings, mm-hmm. the ring of fire. And then when all the wizards entered Middle-earth, he deduced that Gandalf was the one who was going to be in most need of it okay. and the most reliable and probably the smartest <laughs> and the strongest and wisest of all of them, mm-hmm. even though Saruman was in charge. Okay. And Kyrdan gives the ring to Gandalf. Oh. I, I so during this, Gandalf has one of the rings of power. Oh. Well, yeah, see, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so while they're at the uh, the inn, mm-hmm. Frodo ends up putting the ring on by accident. Well, yeah, he's... He falls down and it, like, falls on his finger. The ring does it on purpose. Yeah, well, yeah. The like, ring was just like... <laughs> well, I was going to say, Frodo did it on accident. Like yeah, dropped it because it. Pippin can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> it was like Baggins. Oh yeah, I know Baggins is that guy in there, and this is like the lie was totally working. Mm-hmm. Everybody believed his name was Underhill. And then Aragorn knew that when that happened, that the, the once race he immediately was, disappeared, he was like, "Oh crap!" Well, the, he knew that the race would be on their way once mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah, why did they just stay across the street? <laughs> well, I mean, they like moved to a different part. Like they set up like a whole fake out. Well, I know, Rome. but like you, you see Aragorn watching from his window to the other window. Of the yeah, other building. it's like there's not really much you could hide in that little town. You could leave the town. I know, right? <laughs> I just thought it was funny that like they they come floating in and they just get fooled by <laughs> by stuff mm-hmm. stuffed under a mattress. That scene used to scare the crap out of me when I was little. When oh yeah, I saw it was, it. it's terrifying because like you know, like the hobbits are sleeping, then it just cuts like the pan out of the room, and you see all five of them with like swords floating in, like, basically. No, like they're standing there, like in their room oh, yeah. with their swords, and then you just see them like walk to the beds, and you don't even hear them, and they have metal shoes. Yeah, <laughs> and they flip the swords down to stab into the bed. It's like, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wake up, <laughs> run. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a pretty creepy, mm-hmm. you know, moment. Um, so they leave there. And as they're traveling, Aragorn takes them into the wild. Was it they, they? They come across like some ruins um, that they make a camp at. Well, hang on. There's actually more. Let me backtrack because I'm I'm thinking of the movie, but I got to tell you what happens in the books. Okay. Because prior to meeting Aragorn, this is also when they meet Tom Bombadil. Okay. When they're going, because they go through the old forest, they meet Old Man Willow, who's not a person; it's a tree that like absorbs like all of them. Okay. Like with the roots. And then Tom Bombadil comes, saves them, which they kind of do like a nod to it in Two Towers. And who is Tom Bombadil? I mean, I, I know, but just for the audience. 
He's the oldest. He's the, he's the oldest. Was he, is he a hobbit or no? No, he's not. As, he's taller than dwarves, shorter than men. Okay, but he'd been there since like before the first rainfall. Like he, he's just kind of like well, a myth. How, he's almost he? like they don't say he's God. A lot of people think he is. He's actually like a Luvatar, okay. just hanging out. Also, because how's he alive so long? So he just just is. He just he, they're just like he just is. Okay, that's basically like the summary of it. It's like Tom Bombadil just as Tom Bombadil. <laughs> That's really it. Okay. But he takes the ring, puts it on, doesn't turn invisible, makes it disappear in one hand, pulls out a Frodo's ear in the other. Like okay. he, like they're just like because the, even in the Council of Elrond, they talk like oh leaving the ring with Tom Bobadil, and then they were like no nah, he'd lose it. <laughs> like that's just no. Okay. <laughs> he can't be trusted. But that, so I guess that's why they don't include him in the movie because it'd be too much to try to explain. And then they go through like the Barrow Downs. They meet the Barrow Whites, which are like evil spirits mm-hmm. or like ghosts. Okay. Almost kill Sam, Mary, and Pippin. Frodo saves them. It's also how they get their swords. Tom Bombadil gives them, like, treasure and swords taken from the Barrow Downs because they were forged by the men of the West. Okay. And that's why, like, in the movie, Aragorn, like, just has four swords. Yeah. And he's like, oh, here. Like, I was waiting for you guys. I had these ready. (laughs) They already had weapons. Okay. And they were, like, of beyond high quality. Because they said like forged by the men of Westerness, that's why Pippin, no Mary, is able to hurt the Witch King in Return of the King. Okay, just tying all the <laughs> all the little spaghetti noodles. So yes, then fast forwarding, they meet Aragorn. They leave. They're on their way. Uh, they make it to they, they go to some kind of ruins that they're on top of. They go to Weathertop. What is that? Like, where? Weathertop was the watchtower of Amon of Amonsul, which is what? Uh, watchtower in the far north I mean, for I, the kingdom of Arnor. Okay, it was know. destroyed during the or in a region. It was the it was the place where uh, Elendil stood waiting for Gilgalad. Okay, I wasn't sure if it had some kind of significance or mm-hmm. what. It was destroyed during the War of the Last Alliance. I just by figured. Sauron. I figured that told between Tolkien and Peter Jackson, mm-hmm. they would include stuff that would have significance. I just didn't there's know. so much significance; it's hard to include all the <laughs> But that's when they're out there; they get jumped. Uh, they also find there like runes and like the, there's like a bunch of stones that are burned. Uh-huh. And Aragorn's like, you know, it's a G rune, you know, with like a number. And it's like Gandalf was here. Okay. It's like he had to write this in haste. It's like there was a great battle of fire. They actually saw it like the night before, like in the distance. Okay. The fight happening in Amonsul with Gandalf and the Nazgul. Oh, okay. That they don't show because he took like four of them on at once. Oh, so they just. And that would have been like really cool to see. Because yeah, at that point, he'd escaped from Isengard. Okay. So they just don't. And he was trying them. to meet up with them to help get them to Rivendell. Okay. So that would have been a really cool fight to watch. <laughs> Anyway, we get Aragorn fighting five Nazgul at once. Mm-hmm. And he, everybody's scared, and it's like Aragorn just comes out with a stick on fire and a sword. So that, that, that's the whole reason that there's only five there as opposed to... The other ones were chasing down Gandalf. Okay. That makes more sense, because you, later on you hear Arwen asking why there's uh, where the other four are. Yeah, they, they were hunting after Gandalf. Well, you, they should explain that in the movie a little better. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> also the character for Arwen, I mean, she exists in the books. Mm-hmm. Her and Aragorn have a romance. They get married at the end. Mm-hmm. Live happily ever after until he dies, and then she does. But her showing up doesn't happen like that okay. at all. She's she's not a part of that. Oh, she, it, no, it's Glorfindel. Is she in the first book? Yeah, she's in the first book because okay. she's at Rivendell now. Ron's daughter still. Gotcha. Okay. Um, 
you know, Frodo gets stabbed. They break off the piece mm-hmm. of the Morgul blade inside of him. And why is the Morgul blade the way it is? Like, what what does it do? It turns whoever is cut with it into a ring wraith. I mean, is that just like a, a curse on the metal or yeah. sword? Okay. Just on the dagger. It was it. a dagger given to the Witch King of Angmar by Sauron. So is there just one of them, or is it each each Nazgul have one? I think only the Witch King has one. He's okay. the only one ever seen with one. He's the only one mentioned with it. Okay, so he's the one that basically stabs. Yeah, he stabs Frodo. Okay. And like they back off thinking, like, oh, it's just a matter of time. Gotcha. We don't even have to fight him anymore. It's just going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And, well, it won't kill him. It'll turn him into a wraith, and he'll just bring <laughs> the ring to us. <laughs> like, we'll just, you know, hang back, let yeah. this all pan out. Basically, it's like they threw, like, a like the cluster mine into a room with four dudes and just closed the door and waited. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah! But it turns out they all had hacks on, so they could just, you know, code <laughs> it to work for them and not kill their teammates. Because Aragorn's able to heal them partially, not entirely. Yeah, because you know, like Aragorn they, slows it initially. Yeah, he slows it with some kind of they, plant or something. Yeah, um, Athelas, which is King's Foil. Okay. Um, they go some distance. They find the stone trolls from the Hobbit that Gandalf turned to stone. Well, in the movie, Arwen takes Frodo to Rivendell, right? Yes. She she takes him and outruns the Nazgul across mm-hmm. the river and all that. Which, cool scene. <laughs> totally awesome. Kind of happens like that in the book. Not really. Because <laughs> when they they find the trolls, they're like, oh, my God, there's trolls. And it's like broad daylight. And Aragorn's like, well, let's take a closer look. Because he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Trolls can't be out in sunlight. Now, the, the and he's like, you trying to worry me about trolls in sunlight? <laughs> now, the trolls from The Hobbit, they, uh, they're they still stone. They, yeah. don't, they don't turn back nope. at, at nighttime? Nope. Okay. That's it. I wonder if they were like, kind of like gargoyles they were, where they changed. Nope, they were still in the same spot, same <laughs> facial expressions. One had like a bird's nest behind his ear. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they were there. Fredo starts getting like subsepting like more and more mm-hmm. or like fading, yeah. as they call it, until they eventually meet Glorfindel, who's one of the high elves and had, I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. Glorfindel's the one that coined the prophecy where the Witch King of Angmar will be killed. Like, his death won't come at the hand of a man. Okay. Which is true, because Eowyn is a woman who kills him in Return of the King. Girl power. (laughs) Strong female characters. Kicking butt. But Glorfindel had fought, like, he'd been alive since before the First Age. Okay. He died and was actually brought back and sent back to Middle-earth. How does he get brought Because he was a G. <laughs> okay. Like Glorfindel is like you got Aragorn good and then you got like basically turn him into an elf, give him immortality and years and years and years like thousands of years more of battle experience and fighting Balrogs. You got Glorfindel. Okay. He's that kind of dude. So yeah. he shows up, he escorts them. They pretty much make it almost to the river. Mm-hmm. That's when Glorfindel is like, you know, we have to fight them cuz they're just going to we can't keep going. Yeah. Like we're, they're, they're about to catch us. He puts Frodo on the horse and sends the horse. He tells the horse in Elvish, go. go. Oh, so the horse just takes him by himself? Yeah. Okay. Now, in the movie, Arwen goes across the water, and what, the Nazgul can't cross water? Or not technically? They can, but they really don't want to. And then, she, do all elves have that power where they can just, like, summon stuff? No. Elrond <laughs> has that power. Okay. Because Elrond has the ring of, like, water and air. Okay. So she just... He movie, has, um, that, uh, yeah, he has Vilya. Okay. So, and Gandalf, like the rocks and like the whatever, it's like Gandalf added the touch because they were waiting for Frodo to show up. They okay. sent Glorfindel to go find him. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so then, you know, the Nazgul, like their horses are destroyed. They have to skulk all the way back to Mordor to re-up, okay. refit, and get back out there. 
Because even in like in the like Frodo, like they go and like the Nazgul show up to Aragorn and Glorfindel, and they just go right past them. They're like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Him, he has the ring. <laughs> Not them. Okay. Because even like when Glorfindel, like when Frodo sees him, because he's turning into a wraith, he can see how Glorfindel looks mm-hmm. on the other side. Basically, how he would look in Valinor. Okay. In the Undying Lands. Gotcha. And he's like, you can see like the angel. Looking yeah, he's basically like super angelic okay. looking and awesome. So then they make it to Rivendell. Gandalf brings up the current events. They have the Council of Elrond. And you also learn, because Gimli's there, mm-hmm. his father Glowen is there, and his father was on Bilbo's quest Okay, 77 years ago. Because <laughs> ring rates came to the mist. They are the ring rates. They don't say if it was specifically ring rates or if it was actually the mouth of Sauron. Okay. Go to Erebor, the Lonely Mountain. Like inquiring and like you know basically like giving them like a demand mm-hmm. and then an ultimatum, which leads to like war there. Okay, that happens while the Lord of the Rings happens that they don't really touch on. Okay, so basically the dwarves are in a battle in the middle. Of yeah, the dwarves and elves of on the east side of the Misty Mountains mm-hmm. are busy duking it out with orcs and okay Easterlings over there. Now during the whole uh, fellowship like conglomerate there, why does <laughs> Why does uh, the rest of them, like, because you get the nine people. Mm-hmm. Why does not everybody else just go with them, too? Like, this is an important mission. It's a really important mission, but it's also super secret. Like, you have the council, because, like, even, like, Barmir gets there the day of the council. He's been traveling for, like, a year. Yeah. Like, his horse died halfway through. He was out, He walked uh-huh. to Rivendell from Gondor. <laughs> As I a turn the map and go, lot, lot of walking. <laughs> From this side he to this was side. tired because <laughs> he has the ring where, or he has the a premonition. He's like a, him and uh, Faramir both have the same dream. Mm-hmm. Faramir had it a lot more. Barmir had it once. Okay, where like Isildur's bane, like the like the hour of like the half, like you know, basically like, go to go to Rivendell. Like mm-hmm. they found they found the ring. Go to Rivendell, which is like Barmir. Like, they equate it to like. If Faramir went, because Faramir, re- like, rebukes the power of the ring mm-hmm. when he's offered it to. Baramir susceptible to it. Uh-huh. They're like, Baramir, ha- like, Baramir could have probably, like, he redeemed himself at the end, mm-hmm. which is like, eh. But realistically, they look, it's like, probably should have sent Faramir. <laughs> he probably would have been a better fit and not as much of a douche. But like- we'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Like again, like you know, why didn't Elrond go? Because it's kind of like I said, it's important. He knows how important. So it is. the whole thing, like them destroying the ring, mm-hmm. was such a left curve, or like out of left field thing for Sauron that Sauron doesn't even consider that even a possibility mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, that they would try to destroy it. Yeah. It's like the ring corrupts people to use it. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna all f- team up, and you try to use the ring against me because that's what I would do. Yeah. Like, the thought of just destroying it and being like, <laughs> sucks, like, does not even cross his mind, ever. Like, he doesn't realize it until the very end when Frodo puts on the ring in Mount Doom 
And Sauron suddenly panics and realizes what they had done the entire time. Okay. And grabs himself because <laughs> he's about to be KO'd. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk like Elrond wasn't going to go. Elrond, was, Elrond and Glorfindel were talked about going. Well, more or less Glorfindel. But Glorfindel was such a high-profile mm-hmm. person for secrecy. Like anywhere that dude went, something's, some, something's up. Something's <laughs> up. Like okay. we need some secrecy. And then they send the hobbits, like, trusting into, like, their friendship with each other would be, like, a wiser move than, like, you know, Glorfindel going over just pure strength of arms. Okay. Plus, they're small. Well, yeah, I was just wondering, like, if with such a high-priority thing going mm-hmm. on here, why wouldn't they send the best? But that makes sense. They're trying to be sneaky. They were trying to be very, very sneaky. Because they thought, like, Elrond's sons were going to go. Elrond's sons do show up, not in Fellowship, but they show up in Return of the King. Okay. With the Great Company, which they totally blocked that out. So then they set forth on the quest to destroy the ring. And it's like, I mean, they, like you show them, like, they leave, and it's like, as they're walking, it's all majestic and awesome. Uh-huh. And then, booms, you know, mountains where they're in the snow. That's like 40 days. Oh, like, like, so, it's, yeah, it's about a month that they're traveling through, the, like, the mountains and all that stuff? Yeah, when they try to take the pass of Karadras. Okay. Or, like, the Red Mountain. Which is like they're like it's red, like it's stained with blood, like the mountain doesn't even like the, they they make it seem like the mountain is sentient. Okay, and it's like every time we go, like in the snow, this that and the other. So every time we stop, this it's like the mountains like hell bent. I'm like, nah, <laughs> you don't you don't need to be on my mountain. It's my mountain. And then so when they go up the mountain, they they end up having to turn back. And now in the book, is does Frodo make the decision to go to the mines, or do they just have to like no. that's the only option? It's actually Gandalf's decision. Well, because I know in the movie, Gandalf asked Frodo what they should do. So. Yeah, Gandalf knows what's lurking. Mm-hmm. Like, they talked about, like, they know, like, because they, they also wanted to go because they hadn't heard from the dwarves in, like, 30 years yeah. that went there. Yeah. And, like, we don't know. Aragorn did not want to go through the Mines of Moria. So, did he know what was there? Yeah, he knew. That's oh. why he didn't want to go. Okay. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like four days to get from one side to the other. Yeah. In pure darkness. Mm-hmm. That's why Moria Moria is the translation of the Black Pit. So what I was say that's what I was asking. What was the like the significance of the mines of Moria? But other than like, mm-hmm. what, what what was it before the Balrog was there? It was uh, Khazad-dim, which was like that was where Durin the first created Khazad-dim, like his kingdom. So during the first, like when he like when they're at the lake or whatever, and they're throwing rocks mm-hmm. and they disturb the watch in the water. Yeah, like Durin when he awoke and came down from. Um, Mount Gundabad, like he looked in the water and saw the seven stars for the crown mm-hmm. above his head. And he looked and there wasn't any stars in the sky, but he looked back in the water and the stars were there. And he's like, here's where I'm making it. This now, is where my kingdom's going to be. Now, Durin the first, is that the same one from The Hobbit or is that his father? Durin's not in The Hobbit. I thought he was the, uh, the, the main, like the king elf. That's Thorin. Thorin, sorry, sorry. Thorin's a descendant of Durin. Okay, that, that's what I thought. Like the prophecy was, was Durin is like, there's going to be seven of them. Okay. And once the seventh one eventually passes, like that'll pretty much be the end of the dwarves. Okay. Because I think in, during this time, they're on Durin the sixth. Okay. Basically, like they choose people who like, who a look like them or behave like them and they're given the name gotcha. of Durin. Okay. And then, the creature outside of the mines, what is that? Nobody knows. <laughs> just, it's just, just a watcher in the water. Just some kind of they don't know cracking looking. They're like because <laughs> there there was no water outside the west gate 
okay. of Moria. But eventually the pool formed and just slowly made its way right to the to the door. Mm-hmm. And then that thing happened to be there. <laughs> okay. They don't know where it came from, where it was, but it was there. <laughs> okay. So then they, they end up fighting that thing off. They get inside mm-hmm. the mines, and then they discover who were all the, the dwarves that were dead. Like, that was just the, the people you were talking about. The- Several of them were from Thorne's company. Okay. So, so some of them were from the original. Balin led the, the expedition. Movie. Balin was killed. Uh, There's, like, two others. Ori, who was, like, the one with, like, the coconut hair. Uh-huh. And he was killed. One of them's eaten by the Watcher. I think Owen is. Okay. Because, um, I think, is it Nori? Is he the goofy looking one? He's the one that it was actually writing in the book that they find in the Chamber of Mars. Yeah, he's the, he was the, the, the gray-haired one with the glasses, right? No, that was the, that was, I think, Ori. Nori's the young one with the slingshot. Okay, okay. okay. It was kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we're fighting out here and you got a slingshot. <laughs> they have swords and armor. Yeah. Get a weapon. <laughs> Get an axe. Damn you. Now, when they go into the mines... They end up making the noise and attracting all the what, these goblins and orcs. Were they just hiding there? So goblins and orcs coming? are like orcs are goblins, but like they're like exclusively underground. It's like an interchangeable term. Okay. For like they're like much more stooped down in stature from being in caves. Their eyes are much bigger because they're adapted to seeing in the dark. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, do they? Just live there, or were they waiting yeah. on? No, they live there. Okay, that's their spot. Well, how did they take it over? They just took it over from yeah. the dwarves. Mm-hmm. Okay, orcs love being underground. Okay, I was just and they love fighting dwarves. Well, I was wondering why the, why in the dwarves' kingdom they were hit. Oh, I mean, the, the dwarves got driven out of Moria when they woke up the Balrog. Okay, year, thousands of years ago. And how did they wake up the Balrog? They dug into it. Oh, they they found it just <laughs> hiding. in <laughs> They the uncovered them. <laughs> <laughs> they woke them up. That's what okay. happened. Okay. Isn't like they, there's like either seven Balrogs or there's like armies of Balrogs, but when Morgoth was eventually defeated, like most of the Balrogs were already accounted for as being killed mm-hmm. in action. Some they think like just buried themselves deep underground. They yeah. just went into the cave systems of Angband, mm-hmm. and then through the reshaping and destruction of part of Oregion. Now was this Balrog? Was that Durin's bane? That's Durin's bane, yeah, because he kills Durin. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh. When they wake it up, the dwarves go to fight him, and he kills Durin. I'm just saying. I think he kills Durin the fifth. I'm just saying, sixth. that's my gamer tag. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, they, they woke him up, and he was not happy about it. <laughs> I know the feeling. Because um, the goblins there, like, they, A, live in fear of it. I thought, but the, why aren't they on the same side? I thought they both no. serve Sauron. Yeah, see, the Balrogs are Maiar. Oh, so like Gandalf and Sauron. So they're like another they don't, kingdom. They're not yeah. answering to someone on the same plateau. Gotcha. Okay. That's why they answered to Morgoth, who was a Valar. There's only like 14 Valar. So why do all the orcs live in, in the Balrog's place if they don't serve him? Because was... they like worship him like a god. Okay. Well, That's kind of. <laughs> I do think it's kind of funny like when the, the orcs and all of them are chasing him and they got the, the fellowship surrounded. And, and then they hear like, the. <laughs> And they're like, ah! yeah, you see the faint light in the distance. They're like, oh, <laughs> I'll take off running. Get out of here. <laughs> He's up. Run away. <laughs> but then, so you got uh, the Balrog chasing him through the, the rest of the mines, and mm-hmm. Gandalf ends up fighting him. So is Gandalf and the Balrog like on even terms as far as They're like, both power? Maiar. So, but th- as far as power, they're, they're pretty much Yeah, even. they're pretty even. Okay. So when... 
they fight. The everybody gets across the bridge. Gandalf stops him, and when he falls, he drags Gandalf down to the to the abyss. Mm-hmm. How come Gandalf comes back and the Balrog doesn't? Well, I told you, Gandalf was like Gandalf was sent back by God. But I, I didn't think the Maiar could like officially die. Well, yeah, I mean Gandalf died; like his body was kaput. But I, but I thought they would just be like reincarnated kind of thing. Well, their spirits go to like. Okay, well, I was just wondering because I know he comes back. I was wondering outside, like the plane of existence. I knew Gandalf comes back, so I was wondering if the, if the Balrog come back in another form or something like that. No. Okay. All right, just wondering. <laughs> I know. Just, there's a lot of, like, nah, there's no talk or anything of Balrogs being killed and then still, like, being reincarnated as a tree okay. or something. Like, you know, this is your penance now. You used to be a cool fire demon <laughs> monster from hell. Now, now you're, you're a bug. <laughs> now, you're, now you're an ant. <laughs> you're tiny. <laughs> you're a fish. Okay. So they, they come out of there. And then what, what do they... I, I mean, they, in the movie, like, it looks like they all just kind of stand there and watch the really cool fight happen. Yeah. Which, they they should have been running. Well, Gandalf... Or not... Gandalf turns to fight him because he has to at that point. Yeah. It's, like, the only way. And, just, and to destroy the bridge. Aragorn and Baromir go to back him up. But, I mean, in the in the movie, Gandalf pretty much tells him the swords are, are worthless here. Yeah, they, they weren't prepared. <laughs> like, Aragorn, like, they weren't prepared for fighting him. Yeah. And also, interesting note, Aragorn already had Enduriel during this whole time. What's Enduriel? The sword. The reforged sword. Oh, it was already reforged? Yeah, they reforged time. that in Fellowship. Okay. The one at the Council of Rivendell, they remake the sword. And then in the Lord of the Rings, what, they, they do it in the second movie? Third movie. Third movie? Okay. Because Aragorn's more, in the in the books, Aragorn is more accepting that he has to become king. Okay, he's not as... Like, this quest is like make or break the, you know, reforming the kingdom of Gondor and Arnor okay. to the United Kingdom again. Like he's more, he knows he's king. He's acts like he's going to be king. Okay. I mean, he's still awesome <laughs> in the books and like super stoic and uh, all around just great guy without a flaw. Now, the one thing I have to ask is if Gandalf is as powerful as the Balrog, why doesn't he use more of it? <laughs> Gandalf, the wizards are limited. Okay. Like it was like their power, it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. But they're when they were sent, they that's why they were made in the old men. Okay. To not be tempted into like just taking over Middle Earth, like Sauron. Okay. But like their powers, like they're not supposed to just outright go nuts with power. Okay. I was wondering. That's why when Gandalf comes back, they kinda like take the you know, Give him a lot more lead on the leash. And it's like, nah, get, get, get out there and flex. Do what you got to do. Flex a little on these guys. Let them know what's up, Gandalf the White. Not gray. Okay, so once they get out of the mines, then they go where? They make their way to Lothlorien. Which is? The home of Galadriel and Keldon. That, that's right, that's right. Okay. Um, Galadriel, like they, they get there, and Galadriel gives them all items before they leave. So, oh, yeah. well, before, when they get there, before that, she they want to turn the dwarf away. They want to turn Gimli away. Yeah. Because the elves and dwarves still hate each other at this point, especially on that side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, 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 no dwarves. No dwarves have ever even been here. And this dude's just looking around. Mm-hmm. And so the elves are like, oh, like, well, like, if he goes, he has to go blindfolded. Okay. And Gimli's like, that's ridiculous. And Aragorn's just like, you know, and he's like, I'll go. Legolas has to be blindfolded too. <laughs> and Aragorn's like, 
<laughs> it's like, and then because Legolas is like, well, am I gonna be blindfolded? Like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I'm related to some of these people. I'm not gonna be blindfolded out here. And Aragorn's like, and let's speak nothing of the stubbornness of elves. And he goes, if we go, we're all gonna be blindfolded. Happy, good, let's go. <laughs> so they get led, and then they're brought to Caliborn and Galadriel. And Galadriel, like before the, the ending part, uh, she starts giving. Like she she talks to Frodo and he like peers into the well. Yeah, he looks into the um, the the water mirror. Okay, I forget it has it has a cool name. I forgot what it was called, but he looks into that and she's like, you know, you can see what can be, what might be, what will be. Okay, so it's just it wasn't definitive. That's what's supposed to happen. No. Okay. It was just a possibility of what could happen. And then <laughs> I don't, I never understood why she's. I mean, granted, she she sees the ring. Well, why she like starts flipping out like she's turning evil to begin with? I mean, because she like goes through like what would happen like if she got it, and then she like snaps herself out, and it's just like good. I, I do <laughs> like, find it funny. She's like, "They will love me and despair." Everybody's just like, "What is wrong with you? <laughs> you bipolar blonde woman? You're a maniac." <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I thought it was kind of funny that like mm-hmm. she she kind of flips out on him for a minute, mm-hmm. but then uh, when they get ready to leave there, that she gives them all different. Well, they give them the cloaks, the elven cloaks. Okay, and they're like the first people aside from like you know the warrior elves mm-hmm. of Lothlorien to get them. And what are the, what are, I mean? What are, what's special about the cloaks? They like uh, they actually show like Frodo does it in the second movie where they fall in front of the. Black Gate, mm-hmm. where he pulls the cloak oh, okay. around, yeah, it, like, yeah, and it yeah. looks like a rock. Okay, so it basically makes him in, like the the, the cl- no, not hol- yeah. Okay, it's basically like you know plus ten stealth. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it's like a lot of stealth, but <laughs> it's, it's it, it works out great for them. Yeah. So they get those. Um, she doesn't give Aragorn anything. Why not? Well, because he already has the even star. He's got the sword. What's the even star? The necklace that. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That uh, Arwen gives him. And he already has the elf stone. What does the necklace do? No, it's just like a simple there. Okay. Thing. <laughs> so and, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and her binding herself to a mortal, like she's giving up immortality. Okay. And she's like, she's like, I can't give you a gift that's greater than what you already have. Gotcha. And he's like, that's nah, cool. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, okay. He, he's like, I, I got the elf lord's daughter. We're good. <laughs> I got. I'm gonna be king. <laughs> it's good to be the king. <laughs> um, Legolas is given a bow of the Galadrim, which okay. is like the. You know, Archer Elves of Lothlorien. Mm-hmm. Baromir gets a golden belt. Okay. Which is pretty cool. What does it do? It's just it's just nice. Just gold. <laughs> it's, it's lightweight. It's nice. Okay. <laughs> Stylish. Okay. It's, it's a nice present. Well, I, just, I didn't know that each one of these had like a Superpowers. Well, yeah. I mean, Legolas just gets a bow. I mean, it's just bigger. Well, yeah. It's just he, nicer. He's, just, he's good at it. <laughs> yeah, he's an elf. He's born to be good at it. Uh, Sam gets rope, which was like has like forged by like elves. Okay. Which is also so, sort of semi-sentient. So pretty much unbreakable? Yeah. For the most part. Pretty much. Okay. Like, comes in really good. Like, suddenly can be a lot longer when it really needs to be, or it could be shorter when it, yeah. It's a little yeah. magic. It's, it's got a little, it's got a little pizzazz on it. It's got a little pizzazz. <laughs> uh, Mary and Pippin get daggers from the first age. Okay. Which is really cool. What are, I mean, what are they, what's the, the signature just really that? nice daggers. Okay. Just, it's really cool. They're really ornamental. They need them. <laughs> <laughs> they need them. Gotcha. Uh, Gimli asks for nothing, and then he's like pressed, and then he asks for Galadriel for three for a hair from her head, because mm-hmm. 
because the whole time he was just talking crap about elves. Yeah. He sees Galadriel and goes, she's the hottest woman I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, holy crap. Yes. What's up? Hey, Gimli. My boys call me G. <laughs> or whatever. Which, I mean, that so, so he's macking on uh, Galadriel. <laughs> yeah, he's like, she's the prettiest person I've ever. She's gorgeous. She's better than anything I've ever seen. Gold, all of it. No, no, no. Galadriel. <laughs> top, top. Number one forever. <laughs> and uh, so Galadriel gives him three and their significance because uh, during... Before the first age of Middle Earth, Feanor was macking on Galadriel. Okay, and asked her for one of his because he was going to set it in gems. Oh, so she was around. Like, yeah, I thought yeah, she she's still, that old. I thought she was still a kid at that age, though. No. Okay. No, she's full grown. Oh, okay. That's how old she is. Okay. Yeah, Rings of Power just dis- disregarded all that. I got you. That's why I was like, yeah, confused. where she's in like elf kindergarten or something yeah. out there on recess, <laughs> and then Galadriel the barbarian, <laughs> also a crock of. Nonsense! Don't, don't don't get me started on Rings of Power. Match. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start cursing. I don't have to do the hot sauce. I'm not starting out the new year like that. So she gives him three because she was just turning down. So when he's like, Legolas is like, "What did she like? What did you give you?" He's like, "She gave me three of them." Mm-hmm. And Legolas smiles because they know. Oh, that like, like Feanor, like primetime playboy number one mm-hmm. of the elves of the Noldor, like the super super. These are the dudes yeah. that fought Balrogs yeah. regularly. Yeah. And one. Well, Feanor, he actually confronted Morgoth at one point, right? No, he's killed by the the king of the Balrogs, or the commander of the Balrogs. Which one is it that they meant to fight Morgoth? Fingolfin? Yeah, Fingolfin goes okay. to fight him and fights him for like three days. Well, I knew one of before them. Before eventually, he eventually gets tired. I knew, I knew one of those guys like faced yeah, him head on. These were those kinds of dudes. <laughs> okay. Those were those kinds of elves. <laughs> So he gets those, which he eventually sets in stone and makes it like the heirloom of his house because mm-hmm. they, like, glow like the Silmaril. <laughs> okay. And then they go on their merry way down the river mm-hmm. where um, – because they already know Gollum's been following them since Moria. Yeah. Which they knew that in Moria. They know he's following them on the river. Mm-hmm. And as they go, they eventually get attacked by – well, they make it to the shore. Their plan is to, like, cross, go through, like, Emmy Muil, which is, like – a labyrinth of razor sharp rocks, according to Gimli. Okay. And like impassable most of the time, but Aragorn's like, we'll get through there. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And then they're going to make, make their way to Mordor. Well, now at the end of the movie, they, they, when, uh, Frodo and Aragorn and the rest of them part ways, mm-hmm. what, what, there's some kind of ruins there. What, what is that? Oh, Amon Hen. Yeah. What is What is that? Just an outpost. Okay. Of Gondor. Oh, I wasn't sure if it was like an old, you know, mm-hmm. second age, like, kingdom that was falling apart. Part of Gondor. Gotcha. At its, like, height. Because even when they're going down the river, they go through the Argonath, which is the two great statues of Isildur. Okay. And then th- this is the part where... That's, like, the border of Gondor. Like, hey, you're entering <laughs> Gondor. What's up? <laughs> and then at this point, that's when Frodo and Sam kind of part ways, and Aragorn is left to fight the Urukai by himself. For the mo- for well, minute. Frodo wanders off because God forbid he stays with the group. <laughs> Barmy already wandered off to go find firewood. Mm-hmm. He meets Frodo. He he's succumbs to the ring briefly. Okay, and then like trips and falls and smacks his head on a rock, <laughs> and realizes what he did. And well, actually, the book ends just prior to that. Okay, where they make it to the river and camp for the night. Yeah, like that's the end of the fellowship. Okay, when they split up as part of the two towers. Yeah, that's the okay. opening chapter. Okay. It's departure of Boromir. Gotcha. Two Towers is the opener. But Frodo runs. 
they're like they're, it's much more frantic in the book mm-hmm. where they're just getting attacked by orcs everywhere, okay. which they really to be the Urukai from sent by Sauron earlier. Mm-hmm. So they fight with them. Merry and Pippin are captured. Faramir's brought down. In the book, in the book, he's brought down by like twenty plus arrows. Mm-hmm. Like they pin cushioned him <laughs> to stop him. <laughs> and they talk about it. Yeah. Like in the two towers. They're like, you know, like the Urukai are like, we're going this way. And the orcs are like, no, we're we work for Sauron. We're going this way. And they're like, get wrecked, because they cut one of their heads off and it's like, we're bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're doing what we say. <laughs> we're going to Isengard. Yeah. And it's like, we killed the great warrior. Like that, the orcs even were like, "We killed the great warrior. Like we had to fight that guy. That dude <laughs> dropped everybody that we sent before we just shot him with arrows to try to kill him." Yeah, and even then, it wasn't working for like the first ten. <laughs> he wasn't even slowing up because, like, when they find Barmir, like his sword's broken mm-hmm. partially from fight. They're, like they're like the ground is just covered in bodies. Yeah, and then there's Barmir resting against a tree. All the bodies are just in front of him. It's like Barmir just took out like 30 orcs <laughs> while getting lit up by arrows at the same, like just like a G. Mm. And he still manages to tell Aragorn like kind of what happened. Okay. And like they kind of make up and then before he could tell him like which hobbits were captured, he dies. Okay. And then they, you know, obviously give him his funeral boat moment. Mm-hmm. And then they, Aragorn already met with Frodo, knows he left. They were like, oh, they've crossed the shore. And like, it's like, all right, let's go. And Aragorn's just like, you know, their fate's out of our hands now. <laughs> just good luck. <laughs> well, they got the one boat. Like, they could have went. They could have went. But Aragorn, just like, he, they, they thought like, he's like the choice. It's just like mm-hmm. Sam and Frodo are now on their own going that way. And it's like, are we just going to let Merry and Pippin get, like, ripped apart and inter- interrogated and tortured by the White Wizard? Fate of the world, two hobbits. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, the fate of the world or two hobbits. I mean, yeah. I understand, you know, but uh, but Aragorn because they talk about like once they cross like annually, like as they get to more to like who would go, mm-hmm. and it would be Frodo, Sam, Aragorn, and Gimli uh-huh. would be the four who would try to like, make it into there. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, there's more in the book where like they kind of go through like who would get to like make it. Mm-hmm. Like, the others would just be, like, sent home or sent to Gondor. We, like, the rest would go with Barmir to back to Gondor. Okay. Was got, like, Barmir was along the way for the ride mm-hmm. pretty much until, like, he got home. <laughs> so <laughs> once he they passed by, a ride. Once they passed by his house. <laughs> <laughs> he just hopped on the back of the train. Yeah, mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah pretty much. Pretty much. He's like, which way are you guys going? Yeah. What a cheapskate. <laughs> He's like Hayden. <laughs> he Hayden his way up. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll travel with you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys look like good warriors till mm-hmm. I get home. <laughs> yeah, you guys look like you're pretty good with swords and weapons and stuff. Maybe not these midgets, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and then that's kind of where the, mm-hmm. the movie ends off is. Yeah, Aragorn, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli resolve to hunt down the orcs and rescue Merry and Pippin. Okay, so I have two more questions. How many questions did you have entirely? Well, actually, I have one more question. no. Yeah, one more question. I had I had sixteen total, and I answered fifteen of them. Yeah, as we, well, as we were going along, I within an added, hour. Yeah, as we were going along, I kind of answered them, mm-hmm. or I kind of asked you about them. But the last one that I had is, what are the Urukai? So the Urukai are a cross between orcs and like goblin men, is what they say in the because they, I thought all of Sar- Sar- nah, all of Sar- Sauron Sauron's forces couldn't come out in the, like the daylight. Like, I thought they had to all be... Orcs can go out in daylight. Okay. It hurts a lot. 
they don't move as fast. They're miserable. It hurts them. Okay. They they fight in the dark. It's easier. For, it's better for them. They yeah. don't. They're an underground, almost like subterranean group. Yeah. But they do well at nighttime. Okay. The Urukai. I mean, it still bugs them, but like to a tenth of the scale. They're still beyond formidable and fully capable and fast. Okay. And they can run like <laughs> Olympians. And, and how did they create them? Like, I mean, because they, they were in the books um, the or in never... the movie Gandalf's like, you know, Saruman's like creating an army in the pits of Isengard. He's crossed orcs with goblin men. But, but so basically these creatures didn't exist at all at any time until this point. Uh, the the Urukai. Well, Sauron has Urukai. Okay, he does. And I'm pretty sure he pitched the recipe. Okay, I was so to speak, because there's still a lot of debate as to how orcs are really created. Well, I was wondering how like Saruman or Sauron like created its own mm-hmm. you know creature, but I was wondering. They still leave it. it's it's an ambiguous topic. Okay, but basically he makes Juggernaut. Yeah, because like regular orcs, they're like five foot five five. Yeah, they got, they're bow legged. They got really long arms. Yeah, these that kind of drags. Like, they're plus. strong as hell. Like <laughs> they're stronger than normal men, most like than average people, and you know very quick. Yeah, especially in the dark, they're very capable warriors. The Orakai are like six foot to six five. Yeah, and jacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because like I mean, gr- and gr- smarter. Jump, jumping ahead a little bit, you see the in the uh, the what's it uh, the two towers where you see like the ripped one come yeah. running with the, the like the light mm-hmm. the. Torch thing. <laughs> yeah. Get two arrows like right through his traps into his like, you know, heart and lungs. Yeah. Like through the top of his rib cage. Basically, it's like you play like an NFL game and it's like you play as the player, then you could do create a player and you turn yeah. everything to 11. Yeah. That's what the Urukai were. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just wondering because, like, because, like, from what I understood the, in the movie, like, these were brand new creatures that had never existed before. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure. They were, they're very recent. Okay. Group of people. Because even when Aragorn's fighting, I mean, Lurtz, that's not in the book. Mm-hmm. Lurtz was created for the movie. Just so they could have, like, a, a leadership work mm-hmm. that you could be like, oh, he must be in charge instead of just a rap of him running around going, Who's, who are these people? Okay. Like, they kind of... And even Saruman, like, explains to him when he's talking to him in Isengard. He's like, do you know how the orcs first came into being? He's like, they were elves once. Mm-hmm. They were. Okay. And they were taken, tortured, and mutilated into orcs. Okay. But even when the, he stabs him in the leg with the dagger, yeah, he takes it out, licks the blood off, and throws it at him. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to throw it directly at Viggo Mortensen because <laughs> he's got the, the prosthetics, the makeup, the contacts. He can't see, it, like, barely anything. Yeah. So he, like, caught him in his, like, peripheral and turned to just throw it away from him, but he just beamed it right at his face. <laughs> like, that thing was coming. Like, you see, like, and you see, like, the look of sheer panic for a second. He's, like, looking for his sword handle, like, oh, crap. Because it's coming right at him. He's, like, swings, ding, and nails it, like, right out of the air. And, like, that was a real dagger. That was sharp. That was metal. That thing was coming at him. He was just going to throw it, you know, away and, like, you know, we'll make it look cool. Yeah. Nope. Tried to kill Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> and thank God, because like, even uh, Bob Anderson, he did Star Wars, Princess Bride, like, mm-hmm. Gladiator, I think. Like, all these amazing... So- I mean, that was probably wrong. I don't know if he did Gladiator. <laughs> but Just this, throw it in there. Like, he did, like, all these sword-fighting movies, taught people how to use swords. Like, he was, like, the expert, the dude. Like, if you're doing a movie with a lot of sword fighting, you hire him because he's going to teach all your actors how to do it the right way. Okay. And he did, like, even then he was older. Mm-hmm. And Viggo Morris is like, yeah, he'd be sitting there in a chair with a sword, like, leaning to his side. And he'd tell the orcs, he's like, all right, come on. And like one of them would come at him and he'd just like flick his wrist. He goes, Sore, go flying, almost kill PA. 
And he's like, go pick it up. And he's like, you're holding it too tight. And he come back, knock it right out of the other hand, send it flying the other way, he goes, too loose. <laughs> and they're just like, God. And, but he said, he's like, Viggo Mortensen was the best actor he ever trained. Okay. He's like, out of everybody who was like, pr- like proficient with hand-to-hand weapons, mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen was in a totally different group. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, damn, he's actually really good. Well, now for the bad news, Tom. They're going to reboot Lord of the Rings. What? With women? <laughs> Probably. Aragorna? Frodo? <laughs> so, so... Thammy? What do, you, what do you think about a reboot of Lord of the Rings? I think it's stupid. There's literally no reason. At all. There's no reason whatsoever. Those movies... I mean, yes. Is stuff left out? Absolutely. Did they take some liberty? Like the elves showing up at Helm's Deep. That didn't happen in the book condensing things, cutting stuff, you know, but they made it, all that material was made into one linear plot that was easy to follow. They got as much content as humanly possible. That was so well done. It still looks great today Mm. on Blu-ray or in 4K. Perfectly cast. Perfectly. Every single one of those people, you read the book, you picture them now. Yeah. There's, like, it is a 10 out of 10 effort. Okay. What they did. And rebooting it is a slap in the face. It's stupid. It's shallow. Pedantic. Some of these words don't even apply. It's borderline chicanery. <laughs> I don't know if they're actually going to reboot it. I just want to see what you think. I, you know, I'm not even surprised because I saw some article they were talking about like they were going to redo it. It's like, oh, it's been like 20 years. It's like, we can redo that. It's just like, no. And people are just like, no. Like, stop. Like, that's like, that's like redoing like the first Jaws movie. Yeah. Or like the first Godfather <laughs> or Star Wars. Well, I mean, they just keep ruining Star Wars with Kathleen Kennedy. Don't worry. Like they'll, they'll, they'll beat that horse dead. <laughs> that horse is dead, Mitch. Mitch, that horse has been dead since 2015. Don't worry. We'll watch those as punishment movies. <laughs> I mean, I heard to watch Russian Lord of the Rings, whatever that was. <laughs> Gollum, but he had like a skin, like like a bald cap on and lettuce like taped to his ears. <laughs> I had to watch that. <laughs> <sighs> well... That's pretty much it for the, the Lord of the Rings movie, right? Yeah, I mean, I could keep going and point out stuff, but that was probably about as good as we're going to get for about an hour's <laughs> time. Unless you really want to sit here. <laughs> I mean, we could, we could drag it out for another two hours, right? <laughs> I mean, I could. <laughs> no, I'd, rather not, I'd rather not just drag it out. So I like how you had, like, a two pages worth of questions, and as I went through, you were just, like, crossing stuff out. Like, oh, well, yeah, because either you would mention it or I would uh, or I'd, I'd just ask you about it while we were on that topic, mm-hmm. so... Not bad that we got to the end of that, and you only had just one that I didn't touch on. Yeah, because we didn't really talk a whole lot about the Yurkai until the end. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. 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 That was an episode. That's we not did bad. That. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. <laughs> we did that. Hayden's gonna be like, "Oh God, I'm gone for <laughs> first episode. They're already doing Lord of the Rings. What's next? <laughs> Elden Ring." <laughs> yeah. Well, turn in. Tune in next week for me and Mitch's uh, Elden Ring report, <laughs> where we made new characters. Now, uh, if you say if you if you like this, we're gonna continue. We're gonna finish uh, the two towers, the the return of the king, and then mm-hmm. we'll move on to some other stuff. Um, next week, we're gonna we're gonna kind of like uh, biweekly do the Lord of the Rings. Next week, mm-hmm. we're gonna have our uh, our review from a suggested punishment movie, which is a uh, Godzilla oh, yeah, versus Megalon. So the the meme of Godzilla sliding on his tail to do the double kick—that's this movie. <laughs> I learned that. So, so we're gonna do that. We'll have a and couple ch- of Jaguar. Have a couple of reviews and news for, uh, in the next episode, so just tune in. Keep keep checking us out. If you uh, or don't, but it'd be cool if you did. 
If, if you like our stuff, share it with others. Share our... You yeah, know, grab a person on the street. Yeah. Put that episode on the speaker and hold it up to them and go, listen! Yeah, we can always use more listeners, no matter how many we have. Listeners? Listeners, yeah. You heard me. Listeners! They're, li- they're <laughs> listeners, but better. Because <laughs> they're G's. So, uh, you know, tune in next week. We'll have a little bit different stuff, and then uh, we'll see what we'll come up with this year. <laughs> missing our third... We're, we're doing our best right now. We're, we're a tripod. And it's we're January and we're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> so. Will we make it? I hope so. Find out next time. On Entertain This, This, This. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> that was for you, Hayden. <laughs>